0: You lovely person. I'm so glad you're joining me. I'm Raven. You're listening to Unstruggling, a podcast where we support you with strategies for mental wellness for everyday people and bring some positivity to your day. Do you like free stuff? I know you do. We're putting together mental wellness toolboxes of gifts and goodies to send out in January. But there's only a few to enter your name in our giveaway, email let's unstruggle together at gmail.com with the hashtag let's unstruggle together in the message body. And you could win! Now let's dive into today's topic. My previous episode was all on the basics of setting boundaries. And I said that I would spend several episodes diving into specifics. Today I'm focusing on emotional boundaries and time boundaries. As usual, I've got a couple excerpts sprinkled throughout this episode, and I'll link the article in the show notes. Emotional boundaries typically deal with the ways people speak to and treat us. Emotional or mental boundaries protect your right to have your own feelings and thoughts, to not have your feelings criticized or invalidated, and not have responsibility for other people's feelings. These boundaries allow us to create emotional safety, by respecting each other's feelings and only sharing personal information we're comfortable with depending on the type of connection or level of familiarity in a relationship. A common emotional boundary that I have to set is regarding my personal information. Folks often ask me how I went blind or how much I can see. And depending on how well I know the other person, I may answer one, both, or neither of those questions. Usually, it's complete strangers asking me these questions. So my simple answer is, I don't want to share my medical history. I've also responded with, I don't like that question. It really blows my mind that people seem to think it's so casual to ask people about their medical information. And that's because of where I set my boundaries surrounding that sort of info. I find that this boundary is often crossed by my mom. (laughs) She doesn't think anything of telling other people about my disability, the extent of it, and how it happened. And I get it, she's just talking about me, but it's crossing a boundary. And I have to remind her, I don't want her to share my information at all. It's up to me to decide when and where my information is shared and with whom. Another emotional boundary I've learned to express explicitly But I still feel uneasy doing it is when folks are being dismissive. If you've heard enough of my episodes on this podcast, you know this is a sticking point for me. I find a way to squeeze it in somewhere. Don't be dismissive. It's a big trigger for me because I grew up experiencing continuous emotional, verbal, and mental abuse. When people are dismissive toward me, I still have this initial struggle with shutting down. And just thinking to myself that it's not worth to tell the person who did it that they've invalidated me because they don't care how I feel anyway. As I've matured, I see all of the ways in which society teaches, promotes, and reinforces invalidating other people's emotions. So I combat that initial thought by reminding myself that I have to let that person know that their invalidation leads me to think that they don't value how I feel. And while I don't expect them to feel the way I do or agree with me on a particular matter, it's also not okay for them to dismiss my feelings. Here are some other quick examples of emotional boundaries. I'm really stressed out and I need some quiet. I don't want to focus on the negative right now. I'm not comfortable talking about death. I feel shut down and unimportant when you talk over me. Can you wait till I'm done speaking before you begin? All of those are examples of emotional boundaries. Let's move on to a personal boundary I didn't mention last week. Spiritual and religious boundaries. You could say these are emotional boundaries plus. Spiritual boundaries protect your right to follow the belief system of your choice, worship as you wish, and practice your spiritual or religious beliefs. I think this is interesting, and I'll share. I even have these as a non-spiritual atheist. A boundary I have is that I don't participate in any way when I'm with other people or a person and they start praying, whether it's before a meal or an event, whatever. I don't hold hands, bow my head or anything like that. I'll stay quiet, of course, to not cross someone else's spiritual boundaries. When I was a believer, I had an experience with another religious person setting a boundary surrounding prayer. We were out at dinner with several others, and my friend didn't want us to say prayer together as a group because different faiths were represented at the table. I'll admit at the time, I didn't get it at first, and I responded with something really dismissive like, well, we all believe, what difference does it make? Fortunately, my friend held firm to her boundary, and I did apologize and respected it in that situation and the times after that we got together. Some other quick examples of spiritual boundaries are choosing not to go to work on specific days or during specific times out of religious observance or because you attend religious services, dietary restrictions based on religious doctrine or teachings. The last personal boundary I'm talking about is time. Time boundaries protect you from agreeing to do things you don't want to do, having people waste or misuse your time, and overcommitting. A common boundary I have to set as an introvert is asking for space when I need alone time. It's similar to the emotional boundary I mentioned earlier about asking for quiet. But asking for quiet and asking to be alone are not the same thing. Shut up does not mean go away. This is something I do quite often at work or when I have an extended visit with a group of people, especially family. I need moments where I'm not around anyone. Folks who have gone to the bathroom just to be alone will understand. Another time boundary is I've also come up with some handy go-to responses for when people are long-winded and I'm at work or just going about my day. I think most, if not all of us, have encountered folks who can easily rope people into talking for an hour or longer against their will. (laughs) It only took me experiencing this a few times as an adult before I realized I needed to come up with ways to wrap up an uncomfortably long conversation. And it doesn't mean that the conversation is about a topic that's uncomfortable. It's just going on and on and way longer than you hoped or expected. The responses I've come up with are honest and straightforward. I don't make up a reason to discontinue the conversation. No judgment if you do. Because the reality is, some of these people do not care. You could tell them, you gotta go because you're about to crap your pants. And they will still keep talking, sharing stories, asking questions, whatever. So I just say, I'm gonna take off now. Have a good one. We've been talking for an hour, so let's wrap things up now. It's 12.45, so I'm gonna get back to work. A few times, I have had to let a door shut between me and another person while they were still speaking to me. Because I was done with the conversation. I had expressed that I was done twice. You know, I said, whatever, to indicate, it's time to wrap this up. Goodbye, it was good talking to you, we're going to go our separate ways. And the person carried on as if they could just take up as much of my time as they wanted. Someone might say, we were both rude in that situation. My perspective is, if you're not considerate of my boundaries, I have the right to reduce or eliminate contact. Other examples of time boundaries, reserving your evenings for family time, reserving your weekends for you time, putting a time limit on phone calls, and having a limit on how long you're willing to wait for a person. As you can tell, there are so many ways to set and cross boundaries. I'm going to tackle more personal boundaries next week. This is a time of year where I think lots of people need reminders about setting and respecting personal boundaries. We'd love it if you reached out and let us know what you think of the podcast. Submit a review to help us help more people. Don't be afraid to just say hey on social media and visit unstrugglingpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. Let's unstruggle together.